Hello, All Beer Inside listeners. We here at All Beer Inside understand that not everyone has the time to watch a YouTube video, so we are presenting the audio-only portion of the show here for your ear holes. This is the audio from episode 148 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on September 23rd, 2022. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, and most of the listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. I'm your not-so-humble host, Carp, and today we are in Bloomingdale, New York, and joining me is Ethan of Hex and Hops Brewing. Hey. Hey, uh, sorry, uh, Brewery and Meadery. Yes, Brewery yes. and Meadery now. Awesome. I uh, love hearing that. Thank you very much for taking time out of your clearly busy schedule to speak with us about your brewery, Meadery, uh, the town of Bloomingdale, and everything surrounding, and some delicious-looking beers here. Uh, what am I going to be starting with today? Uh, so I got you started on the meads because they're lighter. Okay. Uh, our meads this summer are dry. Uh, they're not big, heavy meads. They're, they're something refreshing mm-hmm. that you can have out on a boat in the sun. So the cherry is 100% New York honey, New York okay. cherry. All of our honey comes from Malone, Adirondack honey. So it's all local, raw, wildflower. So the first one's cherry and honey, and the second one will be apple and honey, oh. and New York ingredients. Love that nose. <laughs> all right, well, cheers. Cheers. Oh, that is light and refreshing. Yes. Mm. In, a, in a realm that's getting crowded with seltzer, you know, it's just made with sugar. Yeah. Uh, you know, using some natural ingredients and, and more of a wine yeast. So you get mm. you get more of a wine finish than you do like a seltzer finish. Yeah. Uh, and I think it balances them out pretty well. That's super tasty. Like you said, I can see myself on a boat or on a beach. And yeah. you guys do cans, which is super convenient too. It's, yeah. Uh, it's the world of, to me, it's the world of cans now. It's you don't have to worry about rolling your foot on a can on the beach and nope. shattering a bottle. So. And it crushes. You can pack it out. Yeah. Yep. Right. Aluminum is one of the most recycled things on the planet. So yeah, I love them more than glass because they're yeah. 99% in, 99% out. You yeah. know, um, and these are also low alcohol for out on the boat. Both mm-hmm. of these are below five yeah. percent. So you know, a little bit more sessionable. I, I don't know if I like that word. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I use crushable a lot. There you go. It's uh, it seems to be the word, the the buzzword that a lot of people use right now. Yeah. Uh, so what's your beer story? What's uh, the create? What led to the creation of Hex and Hops and your entire Getting into brewing. Yeah, I mean, that's the classic home brewer story for 10 years, but I engineering background, so I got a little squirrely with it. Like I can turn on all my tanks with my phone and then that's Raspberry Pi stuff, you Love know. Love that. Um, but yeah, uh, my wife and I wanted to start a family. We were living in a big city and housing and everything just didn't look right. So I wanted to do something rural. Uh, and I figured if I was gonna take a risk on a business, I had to do it before the little one showed up. Yeah. And that was kind of our agreement. Uh, <laughs> so we moved out to the middle of the mountains and opened up a brewery. But definitely big into that agricultural slant. So we decided to kind of combine beer and honey, do the brewery and meadery, uh, and eventually the bee side of everything. We just had to partner with um, a very large producer because I get that in the 55-gallon drum now. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so now we uh, push heavy on the meads and, and honey in beer and honey in some of the, the kitchen items as well. Yeah. There's not a lot of hybrid like brewery, meadery, brewery, cidery, it's kind of just like either a brewery or a cidery or a vineyard or, and it's very, I know, especially in, in Quebec where we live, it's super rare to have kind of the combination. Yeah. I know yeah. we're starting to get distilleries in breweries, mm-hmm. but not, not very often that you have both. So. And the, the laws have changed to allow that to happen. Yeah. That's part of the big reason, the federal laws and the state laws, because this is technically a brewery and a winery at the federal level, and it's a farm brewery, microbrewery, farm meadery at the state level. <laughs> Um, and just being able to do that legally has changed in the last yeah. couple of years. 
I mean, kind of along that line, uh, was the town of Bloomingdale very welcoming of having a tap room in a brewery? Were they like, this is something we need, we want to bring in some business, and this will help to somebody who's just after doing some mountain stuff or bike riding? I mean, you got the three right there. You know, just come down and, and chill out and have a beer. Was the city like, yeah, yeah, it's like, this is income, please come. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why we're here is uh, because of the, you know, the price of the property and the welcomeness of the town. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's not a whole lot in Bloomingdale. So they were super eager to, to bring another business. And we, we continue to be a year-round business. We Ooh. don't shut down in the winter. Uh, so that's very helpful for employees, income, and yeah. just being able to get a bite to eat in Bloomingdale on a, on a weekday or yeah. a weekend, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're only closed like Mondays and Tuesdays, which is typical of, of most breweries. So yeah. unless you're, you know, you've been around like 20 years or something and yeah. the, there's the demand for it. But Mondays and Tuesdays, most people are either working or just not drinking. So Sure, sure. Yeah. And it's also so we can use this system here. Yeah. It gets way too hot in here to have the tap room open on a day that yeah. a batch is going through. Yeah, for sure. Um, outside of clearly the pandemic, uh, any other kind of roadblocks or difficulties you had creating from location to... Um, one city councilor is like, oh, no, it'll look bad. There'll be alcoholics in town and stuff like that. Or You know, we're just dealing with, with the standard stuff, you know, opening close to a pandemic. And now we're dealing with, you know, um, you know, employment's difficult because, um, yeah. you know, I've got, we've got like 11 people on payroll, but people have lives and they got to go live. And, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very flexible on that, but it does create challenges. It creates days I'm in the kitchen, you know? Yeah. And then uh, other than that is, is, is growing pains. Um, you know, we, we put in our 10 barrel system down the road, you know, Mm -hmm. We were up and running in, in production, uh, you know, a year two. So there's growing pains and increasing size there and that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, for the most part, uh, yeah, the town people, uh, especially the local municipalities and, and the people that supported us through the pandemic has just, just been amazing. That's awesome. Love yeah. hearing that. Yeah, it's always good when the town's where you're like, yes, this will bring in, like, you know, most people realize it's going to bring in business. It's supporting a local company or supporting a local maker of, of product. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. And like for festivals, I get to go to the fire department and just fill up ice. You know, I don't have to, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, hex and Ops is a pretty unique name. I thought it was because like uh, witch is hex, but it looks like it's actually the hex of kind of a honeycomb. Yeah. Yeah. Bees, okay. bees and beer, now meads and beer, brewery, mm -hmm. meadery. Um, so we kind of evolved it a little bit. But uh, trying to incorporate in honey and as much things as possible, including the beers and the meads, of course, are primarily honey. Um, yeah, and just, you know, it, it brings a little bit more of that, that agricultural connection and mm -hmm. feel to the brand. Yeah. Yeah. And that was always the name, or was it like, oh, we're moving to Bloomingdale, Bloomingdale Brewing? Or <laughs> was there like a bunch of stuff thrown at a wall, and you're like, no, that's the one? No, we started with Hex and Hop before we had a location. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a bunch of fun names that were thrown out there. Um, but they, they didn't fit the, the feel of what we were going for. So it ended up being, you know, like the building is owned by a, a company called Buy Local. And we were yeah. joking around about making that something a little bit more aggressive and decided <laughs> it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to be careful. I mean, I know like in the brewing industry, it's like, no, it's we're on, it's uh, like back home. It's it's on St. Ambois Street. And that's why it's called St. Ambois. And it's just yeah. New England, blonde, uh, you know, what. And, but the brewing industry, and then it's like super punny names and then super weird and then just the gamut of what you could do in the brewing industry to me is amazing. You don't see that in wine. It's just like, Oh, here's our Shiraz. Here's this, here's that. Yep. So yeah. 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 And the flexibility of the craft, you know, winemakers do a batch a year and they got to hit big things mm -hmm. where, you know, the one advantage we do has small, we do have increased prices cause we're small because of cost, but yeah. I can take risks. Yeah. I can take big risks on something new. Uh, and, 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 and hopefully that's what, what attracts people yeah. to small guys like us. 
We what? do. Um, we got one going right now called the Whole Hive. Okay. So I put a hundred pounds of honey wow. in a hundred gallons. Uh, it's not economically feasible, but it's our anniversary <laughs> beer, yeah. so we do it for fun, right? Awesome. Uh, and you won't find that anywhere. You just no. No boy. No one's gonna do that for any reason other than the reason we do it. Yeah. You know. Uh, let's get on this next mead that you brought me here. So yeah. you said it's an apple? So, you know, it's half apple juice, half apple? Half, um, half honey. Okay. It's still technically a mead, but the, the style's called a sizer. Mm -hmm. It's dry, uh, and the apples for this batch came out of Shazy. Um, Shazy Orchard's up there. Yeah, and this one, you, you get apple on the nose, and you get apple in the middle. Uh, and this one's really, in the last month, kind of come into its own um, after sitting for the extra 30 days. Uh, it really developed into something that I think is, you know. Yeah. It smells like apple juice. Yeah, but it's it's dry. It's not okay. sweet. Toast. Cheers. Yeah, this is this is another dangerous one. Uh, I'm more impartial to the cherry, but I've always loved cherry. But this, I mean, both of these, you know, like I said, just take that bike ride, enjoy one of these, and then yeah. bike back to wherever you were. Or yeah. you're you're safe with a couple mm. of these and being on a bike. You're not going to get over that limit. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we always say just drink responsibly, never drink and drive. Clearly, uh, the location it's it's pretty interesting where you picked, was there a lot of, did you have to dig the trenches for the drainage? Oh, like yeah. how many, did you have to do a lot to this room to make it like your vision of a tap room? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we got a solid uh, six to nine months in renovations. Wow. Um, it was a convenience store. So you gotta, like the walls were bright green and everything else was purple, including the fan blades. <laughs> um, so like the tile had to come up, you know, obviously doing the drains, adding mm -hmm. a bathroom, the kitchen. I, I built the bar too. So this is all concrete and on a welded steel frame. Yeah, everything in here, uh, with the exception of a few larger electrical projects and the larger plumbing projects, was yeah. done by hand. <laughs> but then, I mean, you just hire a local guy to do it, right? Oh, so, I did it. Or, all. Oh, but like, no, you said the major electrical stuff. You yeah. just get a local, yeah, yeah. a local business to do it. Clearly, and, and we had so. we had friends that would show up for work nights and things like that to help out and you know paint the kitchen tonight. Yeah. And thanks, I didn't have to do that. So, um, but yeah, it was a it was a passion project, and mm -hmm. it, it, it took a while to settle in too. You know, all the bookshelves and things didn't come along yeah. until later, but. They kind of tie it all together or the artwork you know that's donated by by matt that's great you know yeah yeah no that, that's that's the one thing i'm, I'm sure uh, i mean your walls are already pretty packed but if you had more room you'd probably put up local artwork to sell and stuff like that you yeah. know always supporting that local place that's mm -hmm. your big thing supporting local artists supporting local this supporting local that's that's what you think you mentioned apples from champlain valley it's that's the most important part of, of a guy like yourself is you're trying to keep your business as local as possible mm -hmm. but then there's guys like us coming from montreal who are like no no, no we got to get your name out there because we want people to come here because meat and beer is delicious for <laughs> so me plattsburgh's hyper local i know yeah. it's an hour away but it's it's a part of the, the community you yeah. know and you know being based in montreal it's like we're an hour away from plattsburgh we're two hours away from lake placid uh lake george is about the same two hours it's just come on down Mm -hmm. It's not that hard, and the borders reopen. It's a little bit of a pain in the butt going back with the, uh, that app that's there, but yeah, just come, come support a local company. Because I'm sure when the chance of you guys coming back up there, you're going to be drinking our local beer too. So. Oh, my wife has already planned our trip to Montreal. I just yeah. got to find time off. <laughs> I mean, well, it's usually later on, but let's speak of that. So when there is time off, uh, what's a beercation you've never taken that you'd love to? A beercation yeah. that I've never taken. So, well, we actually we, we, we just did one last year where we we finally got over to Maine. Okay. Um, you know, Maine Brewing Company, Mass Landing, a few of them over there. You know, we'd started to see their stuff, and Maine doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, was 
I think the first big like take the beer industry by storm since you know it, it took a while for another yeah. brewery to like really pop on the internet you know national international radar. So I got to go see them and um, my wife's family's in Connecticut, so we've done the the treehouse thing. Mm -hmm. I uh, like I said, I did the beer festival for like ten years before I opened a business. Yeah. I just love it out there. So if I were to do one, it'd be based off of that experience. I'd actually want to get to uh, Wisconsin. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah there's uh, New Glarus. You know, if you ever have a sip of a beer. And it was like five years ago, and you can still remember it. Okay. They yeah. had a beer called Serendipity that I tried, and it just it the the it stuck with me, and it was the building block for our sour recipe, obviously using different ingredients and stuff like that. But um, yeah, there's some interesting ones like that. Uh, I'd like to say I'd get back to Colorado one of these days, but you know, there's a lot out there yeah. to try. I mean, even in the U.S. alone, I think there's something like seven thousand breweries now. Yeah, so uh, you could just do. It's the US finally alone. plateaued. So it's, yeah, 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 finally yeah. it's plateaued, and I think the pandemic actually put the top on the curve rather than it still continuing to go well, up for a couple of years. Uh, in Quebec and Ontario, like our our two provinces next to each other, uh, there's more breweries opening than closing during the pandemic, which is wild to me. Yeah, it's uh, you know, alcohol is an essential service. You can't cut off alcohol from people. You're going to kill them. <laughs> so and it's like oh you're gonna be stuck at home okay well so go yeah. buy some beers and just chill chill out and yeah <laughs> the pandemic has sucked for everybody on all levels yeah um i was lucky enough to be able to work from home but yourself you couldn't do that you had to shut down your tap room you had to lose income coming in the tap room that was more than necessary being a very young brewery yeah, yeah. to um was there big support locally when it's like well crap we have to close the room but we got yep. cans yep yeah, we, we started the Crowler machine back then. So that's okay. a 32 ounce can to go. Yeah. And we did that in August before the pandemic. And if we had not gotten that machine, uh, we would have been dead in the water. Yeah. It was just me and, and one other person that she was one of our original hires. She still does her flowers. Um, Krista's amazing. We just made cans and people drove up and bought them. And, and that support really blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there were people driving 45 minutes out of their way to make sure they'd stop here and purchase. And they would, and they're like, I can only come back once a week, so I'm yeah. gonna buy a lot, you yeah. know? Uh, that support was, it was really amazing. Yeah. I, I could not have planned or, or predicted for it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was great. I'm sure some people in the area are like, whoa, what's this craft beer stuff? What's that beer you get to convert them on? Well, you should try the, the New England next. That's this, okay. I, yeah, that's the, the no boil hops. Yep. That's our, our number one seller, hands down. That's what I drink on a, on a night off oh. for sure. And after making that more than any other beer for three years straight, and it's a pain, there's so much hops. It's just <laughs> a pain to clean. Uh, I still enjoy it, so that says yeah. something. Um, but yeah, so it's really weird. I do a lager in the winters for the locals, but I, and we do a pale ale that I'm currently out of, but I'll have back in, in about a week. Um, I find that just, not telling people it's an IPA yeah. and just letting them take a sip because the bitterness is so far down and the hot yes. flavor is, is ramped up that, you know, just getting people to put something in front of them. Our, our plum sour, which I usually make once a year, which is uh -huh. really light on the sour, like just barely tart. Yeah. Blue light drinkers love that. <laughs> and I could, I, I have no idea why, but I have people that only drink, you know, light beer and they'll come in. If we have that sour on, they'll come in. Uh, you just never yeah. know what's going to convert them, and that's the great thing about a, a brewery is just getting something in front of them and letting them make their own judgment. The secret is not to tell them what it is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I just took a sip, and I'm like, there's barely any bitterness to it. It's, it's wild. And it, that, like you call this New England, it doesn't taste like one. Oh, yeah? Because you're just, I'm, I guess I'm so used to like the bigger, bolder, crazier New Englands that 
the occasional well-balanced New England, I'm like, whoa, like, I forgot. This is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, people you know? putting fruit in their, in their New Englands and stuff like that to get cantaloupe notes yeah. and, and chase. I, I am doing experiments, too. I've got, you know, I'm, I've got a heavily mash-hopped beer on there. Yeah. Uh, Chase and Thiol and, you know, some of the newer yeast strains mm. and things like that. I'm always experimenting, wow. but that one is, uh, yeah, it's yeah. never going away. Uh, you also do food local. Do you have a food and beer pairing that you kind of do, or do you just kind of make suggestions with what people order? Um, well, it depends if, like, if people are going for dessert, you know, um, I push them towards our, our mocha stout, which you've got towards the end there. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the lighter meads are just, just great in general for just about anything, because, you know, some of the... Some of the things with more spice or things yeah. with, with a little bit more flavor, the beer can overlap too much with them, like a big IPA, yeah, right? Like, yeah. are you eating or are you drinking? Yeah. When you're in that kind of flavor, you know, it's almost kind of like, am I eating or am I drinking today? Are we going to do one before yeah. the other? Um, we've done a number of pairing dinners also, though, externally oh. with, you know, Hotel Saranac or up in Malone at Donovan's. Uh, and I love working with chefs that have real robust kitchens. We like to keep our kitchen simple mm -hmm. it's small we want to make sure that people can get a full meal a 16 inch pizza but it's definitely not our focal point yeah uh, it wasn't even a part of the original business model <laughs> but people love food with beer and yes. the town really wanted something to eat so we we've done as much as we can with the with the small space amazing uh what's the what's the first beer you ever remember like good bad you know oh god this tastes like rubbing alcohol what was that first beer you ever brewed do you remember that oh you mean the homebrew days yeah yeah i mean the first the first one was bad because i didn't even have I, I, I figured that uh, chlorine was a sanitizer, and <laughs> oh my God, it tasted like a Band-Aid. But hey, that was the first bucket I'd ever cleaned, right? Yeah. yeah. Things have changed since yeah. then. Um, actually, our pale ale, because uh, I, I make a pale ale that I, I made a lot on the homebrewing system because yeah. it's um, easy to identify off flavors mm -hmm. and, and trying to dial the system in. And so that was the first beer I made here as well. Um, and of course, my first time using this heat exchanger, I. I gummed up the heat exchanger and it, it sat warm a little longer than it should have on the yeah. boil side. So it got a hint more bitterness. Um, so that was, the, that was the first beer ever made here. And I called it uh, the Bob Ross. Okay. Because uh, I put it side by side with the recipe made right after that, within, yeah. within a couple days, you know, two spec and had people taste them side by side. Uh, and people just liked the name Bob Ross and the story behind it more than anything. The, yeah. the difference in it was, was very subtle. Um, but since then, we've changed it to the Happy Little Pale Ale because Bob Ross Inc. is not the nicest company to talk to. No, uh, well, that's uh, there's somebody back home uh, uh, in Quebec. They made a Fruit Loops beer and they put Toucan Zam on it. And they're like, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> you know, uh, I can't remember who we were talking to. They're like, no, we had tried to have like Disney properties. And the last thing you need is Disney, Disney coming no. after yeah, you. Bob, so. Inc., Bob Ross Inc. is interesting. But yeah. so now it's the Happy Little Pale Ale. There's someone, you know, painting Baker Mountain and Hotel Saranac Lake on the front. That's awesome. Uh, and that's coming back out in cans here yeah. uh, in a month. I mean, uh, again, you know, your, your names are kind of all over the place. It's like, yeah, well, we have the Honey Double IPA, but also we have the Moose Jam. Like what, you have a good dichotomy of kind of both versions of, of naming. What made you guys decide as, as a team yourself and, and I'm assuming your wife, who's your business partner at the same time? Nope, nope. nope. I keep her as far away from the business as oh, possible. Okay. That's sanity. Uh, the days she has <laughs> to work the tap room are emergency, like ripcord only. Yeah. Because uh, I think there's... A, there, I think she needs a healthy balance because she keeps us in health insurance. Yeah. She does. Okay. She does the hard work. Yeah. Um, okay. That's yeah. good. But uh, the naming and stuff is actually it's, it's my favorite part. I, you know, a new recipe development and the name that goes with it because I'm I'm my head is just rattling puns yeah. around all the yeah. time, or just what sticks, what feels. So I, I each one's new, each one's different. Sometimes they start with a name and end up with a beer. Sometimes they start with a beer <laughs> and end up with a name. 
Uh, we just ran out of our, uh, our spruce tip IPA, mm -hmm. uh, which was big, big spruce this yeah. year, and I named it uh, Tree Beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so if you're a Lord of the Rings guy, there's like a big ant on the front, yeah. you know, and, and um, it's like drinking, you know, the forest. That's awesome. Um, some of them are puns, some of them are stories, mm -hmm. some of them are just very cherry, you know, it's, it's something that'll, that'll kind of stick with you if it's a new product that you're not quite sure yeah. what to expect. Awesome. Yeah. Who does your can art? Uh, I, well, I work closely. Our, our printer is in uh, Burlington, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, he was walking in my door selling the coasters to us, you know, before we even had a, a, a dream in our eye for, for art, and the artist sits on site, uh, and they're, they're just phenomenal with the back and forth. The Moose Jam, the Pale Ale, and the No BH, they, it was all custom artwork that she drew for us. Uh, things like the, the tree beard is, I said, look, I, I want an ant on there. It's ant elixir. <laughs> and here's a, here's a Google image search of ants. And she came back with just something that knocked it out of the park yeah. with just that little bit of direction, you know? Um, so they're great. They're just over in Burlington. Um, and, it, and it's good. I got another one coming up here. We're working on right now. Yeah. Uh, what's this next beer? So you're going to the sour, the moose jam on okay. route three. That's a fun name as well. <laughs> and Ooh. so this is raspberry black currant. Like I said, the, the, the inspiration was from that, that one beer I tried called Serendipity, and I was just like, I, so that's why it starts with a brown ale. Okay. So you do get a little bit more maltiness. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's on the tartar end of the spectrum with that black current kind of kicking in like a in yeah. the very back. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Cheers. Black current? Raspberry and black current. Yeah. I'm, and gonna, of course oh, you get, I'm personally getting more raspberry, but my palate's very common, so... It's three to one on raspberry to black currant because black currant is uh, quite potent. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, you get the sour notes from yeah. the sour. Uh, are all your uh, flights like this or is this? Yeah, no, that's, that's what we do. Okay. And there's normally a little ticket on the front that has a printout of, you know, what you ordered so you can yeah. track it along as you go. But today you've got the, the verbal yeah, version. Yeah. <laughs> what made you decide to go with the, the, these more metallic ones and not the classic, you know, just oh, the wood panel? Well, we had those when we first started, but they're really hard to clean. Okay. And I like the presentation. And as far as cleaning up tables and stuff, I can grab like three or four of these okay, and cool. keep moving. Yeah. Uh, and plus, there was a brewery I visited out in New Hampshire, right as we were putting the business together. Um, and they had these, and I was I always like the feel and the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. The creativity of the of the flights alone, to the creativity of what's coming out of here, is it just blows my mind every time. Yeah, we yeah. get to take we get to take uh, some risks and and, and you, know, you know creativity. Like I don't have them right now because I just went yeah. up north for some uh, for some maintenance. But we normally have a live observation hive right over there on the wall. Okay. Uh, and people can come in look at like looking at bees and drinking beer. That's like nature's TV, you know. Yeah, and, and you know bees are producing the honey for your meats. Yeah. So yep. that's it's that big circle. I mean, speaking of that's another thing. There's a local farmer come and grab your spent grain and feed the local animals. Oh and, yeah, yeah, no. So yeah. Um, the, the main one is, is uh, Atlas Hoofed It right okay. up the road here. And of course we buy their pork and that's what's in our quesadillas and yeah. stuff like that. So it's the circle of life. Yeah. They're great. And, and just, just a hint as to how small the area is up here and how local and tight the community is. She was also the nurse that, you know, brought our child into the world. <laughs> <laughs> so you just gotta love stories like that, right? Yeah. Like I, she, I, I consider her a friend for life now, mm -hmm. you know? There's, yeah. there's no other way to go about it. Yeah, you're, you're unintentionally married for, from now on, <laughs> so. Amazing, uh, I like to ask now, you mentioned a lot of other breweries, um, but are there, and you have that honey company that you deal with, but uh, what are some collabs that you've done? Like you're still a very baby brewery when you think Three about it. Three years. Still, yeah, you're still, you're a toddler. Yeah, brewery, yeah, you think yeah. About it. But you've done some local collabs. Uh, anybody you'd love to shout out who's like, 
go check out these businesses. Well, yeah, the, I always just love the creativity on Route 3 from Racket River and Tupper up to, yeah. you know, the Ausable Brothers up there. Uh, well, the Badger Brothers at Ausable Brewing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I always promote that craft. I think that's like a craft on Route 3 kind of thing. We do things differently. They don't do kettle sours at Ausable. Mm -hmm. I do kettle sours here. Racket does lighter fare. But as business people and as community you know, supporters, yeah. I, I have to point to those two businesses immediately. Um, Collaboration-wise, I'm starting to do some more talks with uh, In-Law okay. up in the Messina area. Mm -hmm. Those guys are really cool. Like right when we opened, they were driving through and they're like, that's a hop on that sign, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? And they, they did like a 180 and pulled in and handed us a growler and took some <laughs> yeah. beers. You know, and then we, we kind of dropped touch. We dropped conversation during the pandemic yeah. and now we're seeing each other at festivals again. So I hope this winter we actually might even do like a full-blown collaboration yeah. with the can art and everything. Um, I also like to do a lot of uh, community support things, you know, like our Ukraine beer, but we've got one that we're uh, putting out now. There's a local company that does sustainable power. Mm -hmm. uh, they, you know, they found a way that, you know, the local dam, the local, the local hydro, solar, yep. wind can actually get direct uh, income from yeah. customers. So they don't get the pennies on the dollar yeah. to the grid. Yeah, yeah. They get the full amount. So anybody who signs up with them, it doesn't cost you anything extra. But then now you're guaranteeing your money goes to a local sustainable yeah. source. So Northern Power and Light, I'm going to be doing a can to put their name all the way out there because the more accounts they get, yeah. the more sustainable energy they can build in their infrastructure and put new plants yeah. in. So that's just nice about, about where we are in Quebec because we have like Quebec and Ontario or hydropower pretty much. So. Yeah. And that's, you know, we've been using sustainable power for like oh, 100 wow. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Minus when we had our ice storm back in the 90s. So that was about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and um, there's a few breweries I know in Ontario now that are 100% uh, carbon neutral. So I've so. heard about the carbon neutral brewery. I, yeah. I, and I know that there was one that was proposed to be open in Canada. I'd love yeah. to see the numbers on it. There was another brewery that claimed it, but I don't trust those guys. Yeah. There's uh, one called Carbon. Yeah. And I can't remember what the other one is called, but we recently just read an article. And it's like three and a half hours from where we live in Montreal. So I'm like... Uh, maybe we'll make that a weekend. Yeah, and it's, I, I love the concept. Yeah. It's 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 a very energy intensive yeah. process. Um, so yeah, but uh, the more we can convert, the better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I do find like local alcohol producers are trying to stay ahead of the curve of like being sustainable energy. So that's yeah. that's huge in my opinion. And you know, uh, it's not our generation that messed up this planet. It's like five generations ago that messed up this planet. So let's, but let's try and fix it now for the next five Before generations. Before it's my daughter's, so, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I've told my nephew, he's he bought a big like Ford F-150. I'm like, dude, you don't need that. You literally drive like three kilometers or two miles for work. Um, he should have just gotten electric. Although yeah. buying cars right now is, I don't know if it's a big, biggest disaster in the U.S. that yep. it was in Canada, but Terrible. <laughs> uh, at one point it was like almost a year I would have signed for a car. I'm like, no, I need a car now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 I needed to change vehicles and I, uh, there, there weren't the one that I wanted, I couldn't even test drive. I had to yeah. wait like two months for it to show up and yeah. even test drive it. So yeah, mine it's was, crazy. do you want the white or the blue? I want the blue. Oh, oh, oh that, no, you want the white? Cause you could give it to you in three weeks. Yes. Now we could put paid paper. That's why so, mine's white too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so what's the, this is the stout, right? So yeah, you're into the big beers now. Okay. Um, so these are the beers that were for my, my wife and I's wedding. That's the CSP, the Mocha Stout. Yep. That's my wife's beer. So we use you know, decaf coffee from the coffee store in Saranac Lake. And um, it's an imperial, so it's bigger. Uh, this is very fresh. So the, the coffee and chocolate notes are much stronger. In about a month, they dissipate just a little okay. bit. Um, but this was kegged yesterday. Um, Love that nose. Awesome. Toast? Yeah. 
So for those who are asking why you're not drinking, you, you have to leave right after. So that's, yeah, yeah, I'm still yeah. at work. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. if it, if this was a, a 5 p.m. interview, I'd be uh, I'd be going with you, but I got a long day ahead. Of yeah, me. yeah. Well, you also close at 9 p.m. So yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, chocolate and coffee. Yeah, all dancing on my palate. So so you guys will get the inside story on names there. Mm -hmm. So this is the this is the furthest it's ever been broadcast because I only tell normal customers. Oh, that's that, awesome. Like regulars, love so, it. The CSP, you know, like the, the CBS, yeah. the KBS, you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, but it's my wife's beer, so it stands for Captain Sassy Pants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, you know, mentioning names earlier, it's like, personally, I would, if I were to start a brewery, I'd be like owner slash project manager, because, um, you know, speaking with other uh, people in the beer industry who don't brew, they're like, science is hard. I'm like, yes, I agree. Science is hard. <laughs> so, and yeah. I know I would just butcher whatever beers I make where... It's like, okay, I know so many people in the brewing industry now. Maybe I could speak to other brewers and be like, do you know somebody coming out of brewing school Yeah, who could come and work for me and I can make them a partner in the future and stuff sure. like that? And I'll do everything else. He just needs to make the beer or he or she. Because yeah. brewing is, brewing, breweries are trying to be inclusive as they can for, yep. for everybody, you know, credence, color and whatever, whatever you do in your life. Just be happy and drink good, yeah. good beverages. That's what so, it's about. So no one, no one normally walks in here with an angry... They might come in angry, but they never leave angry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a community. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're going to start a brewery, though, make sure you've, you've got at least three full-time positions packed yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> you need yeah. one, someone doing the, the brewery, someone doing the business, and somebody doing everything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so I like to ask, so I come, I come from out of town now. You already mentioned uh, Ausable and Racket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other friends in the area, even restaurants who, who have your beer, like friends in the area to try after they've come here. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I'm, I live in Saranac Lake and it's, you know, 10 minutes down yeah. that way. It's technically this county and then still in St. Armand, this uh, town, this hamlet. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I, you know, going to Saranac Lake, there's some great restaurants. I mean, if you want something on, on the higher end, go to go to Fiddlehead. Uh, he's just does amazing work. Um, and, and believe it or not, there's some more um, breweries popping up that I'm, I'm trying to send people to. So Bitters and Bones is a, a bar that's been around for a long time in okay. Saranac Lake. But they, they put a five barrel in recently. And, you know, they had two beers out before, but now they're getting up to three, four. Um, and I would just, you know, put that shot in the arm for another brewery yeah. trying, to, trying yeah. to put something together out here. They were delayed with a whole bunch of things, but... Um, they're up and running. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I point people towards the new guys. Um, other breweries wise, you know, Placid has some good breweries. Um, the guy who, who owns Big Slide and the pub, uh, he's big in the Brewers Association. Yeah, we're, we're in talks to interview them. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, getting over to Placid, there's several other options. I'm still talking about breweries, I guess, yeah. apparently. Well, no, um, no, no. But anybody, anybody you love to give a shout out to that, you know, if somebody like myself who's new to this area, I've never been in this part of, of New York State. Yeah. I've never been to a lot of parts of New York State because New York is a pretty big state when you think about it. Yeah. Um, so it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. No. So, I mean, across the streets for lease, but... Who knows, maybe in the future there'll be like an awesome corner store there or something who has your beer, so. Yeah, well, if you drive a little bit further down, the Norman's yeah. General Store is an iconic building, but uh, it's, uh, it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a little while before yeah. it's fixed up. But yeah, um, you know, it, it's real small around here, and so, you know, the, any, any restaurant that's run by somebody local or a local farm, uh, we have a, a farmer's co-op that's associated with mm -hmm. the business, because we try and um, help promote some of their products like we do at the farmer's market. Yeah. So go, go, go and buy from any of those farms you can. There's people that do mushrooms. There's people that do veggies. There's people yeah. that do pork. There's, there's everything. And you just know it's going to come from this, this hyper local area. And that's what I focus on is actually buying from directly from producers. Yeah. And for, for up here, it's you're making beer. 
or you're making the, the, the farm product or you're, you're working in the kitchen uh, and, and, and as direct to the source as you can possibly get is the yeah. best way to go. Yeah, that's, that's what we always say, you know. Uh, last week's interview uh, before you, it was a place that they're literally like ski area of all the Montrealers just drive an hour and they ski up there. Yeah. And there's a new brewery called Anarak. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I produce everything local. And I, I legitimately have one of the best burgers I've ever tasted. And he's mm -hmm. like, no, this is 100% local. We make our own bread. We do this, we do that. And it's like, yes, that's my palate is exactly like what my brain thinks is yes, this is 100% local. I'm not buying frozen burgers from my local grocery store. I'm getting like freshly for those who still eat meat. Uh, I'm getting freshly done brisket burger yeah. with freshly pig for bacon and a fresh mushrooms from my, I'm like, yes, this, this is what everybody needs to do now. And I don't know why it's taken us as a society this long to understand that you it, should be supporting a local business. No matter it, what. it does so. cost more. I yeah. mean, when you're supporting me in a tap room, it does cost more because yeah. we're small, but making that mental shift of what is the value of your product, yeah. you know, not just in quality, but in, in community and an ethos, you yeah. know, and if you're willing to put that extra 20% down, for, for hyper-local, uh, but you're making a vote with your dollar yeah, every time. Exactly. Um, and when things like pandemics happen, only thing available is local yeah, sometimes, yeah. right? So we, we need them around more than just as an economy, yeah. you know? Well, 100%. Yeah. And that's that's it. That's that's kind of our ethos is support local. So, All right, what's this last beer I'm doing here? Uh, so that's a honey double IPA. I wanted to make sure you had a beer that really emphasized honey because the, the Braggot's not out yet. And the last two, like I said, are the wedding beers, yeah. so it's a fun story. But this is just, um, I keep the IBUs intentionally low mm -hmm. because I want some of that honey sweetness. It, it, most of it does come from, from malt, but we do put a good amount of honey in. Um, so low IBUs, it's still, it's like a dangerous 9%. Though. No. Yeah, it's a good thing we have post-production after this because uh, I will not be driving right away. So. <laughs> awesome. A toast? Yeah. That's 9%? That's 9%. You lie to me. <laughs> no, no, take, take another sip and you'll start to get a little bit of the heat will show up after about two to three sips. Wow. Um, but it's a deceptive nine. Um, there's a reason I charge that much for a 10 ounce pour is because it just goes down too smooth. And I'd have people come in and they would just, they would pound a pint of it and not know what they were doing. Yeah, this could be dangerous. That, that happened to me early pandemic. I bought a bunch of uh, local uh, double, uh, I'm like, oh, double IPA is cool. And they were like super hoppy and juicy and stuff. And I'm pounding them and I'm like, oh, these are 8% beers. Uh, so what's next as a brand for Hex and Hops? Uh, well, I, I definitely want to explore the needs further. Uh, I, I'm, I'm dabbling around with becoming more of a winemaker and using sulfites or something to create some semi-sweet stuff. But okay. as a brewer, my heart just doesn't want to do it. And it's also kind of illegal for a brewer to use sulfites. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do want to expand the mead lines uh, mm -hmm. into, into meads can be anything. Yeah. Spice, yeah, fruit, yeah. dry. I make a huge one in the winter that's like 18% and I hide it. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to come back during the winter and be like, hey, Ethan, let's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. A little taste of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the Viking drink, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but one, definitely expand the mead lines. Uh, and like I said, move, uh, move, move into some other markets nearby that are, are very close to us. We got a lot of really positive feedback in the Potsdam area. And like I said, working with in-law up there. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just making people more aware of the product that's out there right now. Um, we started doing the cans about a year ago. Uh, and then this local area, they're pretty much everywhere. Every gas station, grocery store, all the way up to Champlain. 
and, and letting people know which, which products are coming out. Um, these are the staples in front of us. Mm -hmm. uh, I've also got the Mocha Stout coming out seasonally, so that'll be ready in the next run. Our Pale Ale is normally out there, but everyone's out of it right now because summer's here and we just can't make enough. Yeah. Uh, and then just, you know, if you want to follow us on any of the social medias, that's the best part to find out, you know, what band is playing tonight, what beer's coming out, what are the exclusives you can only get here in the tap room, what's available up at, and which stores have it now kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my, my goals now are really to kind of dial in the production facility. It's only 10 minutes down the road. Everything's still made, Saranac Lake, Bloomingdale. Um, but, but dial that place in and, and um, kind of increase awareness of the cans that are out there. Fantastic. Um, I can never thank you enough for hosting us today, for speaking about your brewery and your passion about beer and, and the Bloomingdale area, uh, Bloomingdale area and stuff. Um, I've got no other questions. Yeah. Like I said, thank you very much once again. Uh, let people know where they can find you physically and uh, online. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and it's, it's been a blast. Yeah, you're really easy to work with. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you never know when, when someone new comes in the door, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, our website and our social media are the best place. So hexandhop.com to find about locations, what the food menu is right now. Uh, social media is definitely the best place to find out about beer releases, what's new, what's coming on. Um, and then stores, uh, you know, in the three local counties, um, everything from Maplefield gas stations to those small independent places, love to plug, like, Lake City Beverage in Plattsburgh, but you can also get it at Price Chopper in Hannaford's, the Market 32 up there in Plattsburgh. Are and you then, guys at Arnold's Liquor uh, down on uh, near Ossable? Uh, I don't know if we're there specifically. Okay. That would be, there's a lot of small independents yeah. in these three counties, and I don't know if for certain we're out there. Yeah, because we got a, tr uh, I got a trucker friend, and every time he goes to, like, because he drives down the 87 uh, to wherever he's going, and then he's like, yeah, dude, you got to go to Arnold's Liquors. I'm like, that's great, but I'm busy visiting breweries. I can't yeah. go to a beer store. So, But yeah, you're, you seem to be out there. And I believe Crap Your Cabin, we mentioned earlier, you guys are there too. So. Yeah, yeah. And we do a lot of festivals in the summer. I think we've got 30 to 40 this year. Wow. So, you know, I'm going to be up in the Potsdam area for... There's a there's a, a co-op. Uh, uh, there's a big like gathering of local small businesses that are trying to get off the ground at the St. Lawrence Nursery up there. So we're going to be there for there. The Festival of Colors in Wilmington. You know, uh, we we like to travel around too. Uh, to a lot of these lot of little local fairs and yeah. stuff like that. It's it's like right where we're going to be. So look for us to be you know in some of those locations as well. Love it. Yeah. I look forward to the future here. Uh, we'll have to come back sometime and just sit down and have a beer. Or uh, I saw your giant uh, patio outside with the fireplace. So. Yep. You know, uh, you seem to, thankfully, be open all year round, too. So maybe yep. if I, I don't ski, but maybe if I come up for whatever other winter reason. As a Canadian, I should ski, though. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, <laughs> uh, thank you once again yeah. very much. And hopefully we could just sit down and enjoy a beer one day. Yeah, it's been so, great. Awesome. Uh, as for us, allbeerinside.com is the website. Add All Beer Inside on all social media. And as I say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap.